Good evening to all the various countries people are tuning from. My name is Pastor Obi of the Wealth Family. And I want to send greetings not only on behalf of the Wealth Family, but on behalf of the whole nation family. We welcome you. Of course, greetings to everyone tuning from across the various houses that makes the nation family. I'm excited tonight. I'm excited for what God is doing. I wish, I wish there were things that I had um, the authority to let you know. Um, but I just want to say to you that the nation is prospering. Are you here with me, yeah? The nation is prospering. Whenever you see your father, your leader, being pushed forward, exalted, you know for sure, for certain, that God is round the corner and is getting ready to do it with you. I don't only want you to have that kind of mindset. I want you to know that whatever you're seeing being done with one amongst the families being done to all. Yeah? It's being done to absolutely every single person. So I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm privileged to be speaking to you tonight and to know that we're part of a strange family. Strange because it's not common, especially in the United Kingdom, for black people to be prospering the way we are. It's not common. It's strange. It's foreign. And in a way, you um, not that we accept it, not that I think it's correct, but you almost have to understand authorities that govern this land. You know, Pastor Toby made a comment. Forgive me, I'm going to speak today, just have a conversation with you. I'll share scriptures with you. I want you to hear everything I have to say. But I'm just thinking about a comment that Pastor Toby made, our father. He made a comment on Sunday. And you can hear the passion in the things he's saying. I believe that God's moving this family forward. So bear with me if I'm conversating or if I speak to you in this style. And anyone that is outside of the wealth family that may be tuned in tonight. But Pastor Toby passionately said that... The problem with the authorities we have in this country, for example, is that we can be genuinely prospering. I was sitting with some people that I live with or some people that are part of the house, the office in the house. And I was actually saying to them that we're prospering. You know, we can see people panic over. Um, I heard a story yesterday. I was actually with the law house. Um, the best beauty salon there is yeah I'm not even just trying to be nice go and try it out so maybe I'll do a shout out please follow a law house is it underscore or is it just a law house huh law house UK please follow them you understand treat your loved ones for Valentine's Day I know it's coming up <laughs> but I was with them yesterday and I was you know, I was hearing a story of a funny, funny, funny girl. Um, and you know me, I have to find my way <laughs> to satisfy um, my distress. <laughs> well, one funny girl, 
You know, most black people don't understand contracts, laws, policies, that there's actually a proper way to do things. And the agreement is, if you put a deposit for a service, if you miss the service or something, you are charged for the actual service, right? Yeah. Of course, there's certain people that's never had makeup before, never done these things before. They actually buy um, deluxe paint and paint their face. They don't know makeup. And this this girl's now fighting because, again, she's not reading the, the, the contract, the terms and conditions, and she begins to fight. Oh, why, why are you charging my, my, charging, um, my account for guess how much? 80 pounds. Why did I want to start there? A person that can be moved by 80 pounds, yeah, is governed by 80 pounds. We, we, we see gains in the six figures. We see gains. We, we earn people's... Um, Dora, this is not me boasting. Please just follow me because I'm, I'm speaking about justice tonight. Um, we've seen... We make in a day people's yearly salary. <laughs> I thought you would praise God for us. And then we have someone that is of the same color, of the same cultural background, killing themselves over 80 pounds. Unfortunately for our race, we're not um, endowed, endowed with understanding. We have no aptitude for learning. Um, we don't care about the things that govern us. So we, you know, black people especially, we're known for um, moving our body. The only thing we're good at is singing and dancing. Entertainers. Do you know who, what else is used as entertainment? Animals. Yeah, if you know me, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'll get into it. Uh, I follow, or I not follow, I watch often um, um, animal pages. Because <laughs> it's entertainment. And next to that, I'll follow um, dancing pages. Let's just leave it as that. <laughs> I want to speak to you about justice tonight. Why we do what we do. Why we believe in what we believe in. And from this, I want us to understand the school where God teaches us how to administer justice. God spoke to the royal house of David and said, in the morning, administer justice. What is the church there for? The church is not where you shake and stand up and say, I was touched by the Holy Spirit. The church is not a place where we just sing songs and happily embrace the lack of exploits, the lack of change. The church is not a place where, we feel, where we're meant to feel spooky and connect to that which is unaccountable. The church is God's political body the church 
is the means by which God wants to advance his manifesto. What is his manifesto? That thou mayest prosper. That in you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. In other words, God is the greatest promoter of prosperity. He knows that if his people prosper, it speaks of good leadership. It speaks of a good father. So when we want to speak about justice, when we want to get into the school where we learn the administration of justice, we have to go back into the scriptures. Why do we, in the midst of all the prosperity, in the midst of all the exposure we're getting, um, we're being enlightened day by day. Uh, today is constantly challenging. The exploits we fought can never be challenged of yesterday. We keep breaking barriers. God, even when we feel like we're coming to the end of something, God introduces something new. Almost to reinstate or re-emphasize the covenant he has with us as the wealth family that we be wealthy. Are you here with me? Almost to emphasize these things. So now we have to go back. Someone will ask, so why do you still have time for the word? Because we know that it is this word that prospers us. We understand that this is what allows us. In fact, find me the scripture where it says that he who searches the heart knows the mind. I want to start with that scripture. What are the Tuesdays? The Thursdays with a Pastor Toby, the Sundays with a Pastor Toby, or the Mondays with a Pastor Sam, or the various the 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 array of leadership we have in the nation family is untold of, is unseen. It's powerful. But you see all of these things that you see, we speak the word again because we know our source. We understand where. Our power comes from. And what I want to do to do with you tonight, especially if it's one or two people, you know why I emphasize, you know, sometimes, let me actually say this. Sometimes we, we despise the one or two because we think that God needs to work with the masses. He said of Abraham, when I called him, he was only one man. Then when I blessed him, he became many. So tonight I'm speaking to the person that may be seeing my face for the first time or to the person that has tuned in and has never ma really made the step forward to say I'm a part of this family. I'm speaking to you tonight. But let's actually go back to that scripture, the scripture that, have you found it? Yes, sir. Okay, where are you reading from? Romans chapter 8, verse 27. Go on. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. And he who searches our hearts know the mind of the Spirit. Why do we come together on a Tuesday? Why do we speak on a, on a daily basis within the wealth family? Because we know that the key to searching out God's mind is searching our hearts. In our heart, He has set eternity. The knowledge of all things. God's divine purpose has been set in our hearts. It has not been set in your school. It has not been set in your community. It has first been set in your heart. 
what God then does, me going ahead of myself, he raises a man who is able to bring out the treasures stored in your heart. You do not know why you behave the way you behave. It was as a result of your eternal purpose. And it would take a man skilled in the word to call out of Corinne prosperity. The mother of Corinne called her Corinne. What God calls her is prosperity. That must be found through the word. So again, when we speak about the word, some, you can actually say we don't even need to. Because what you are after is what you see on us. But we need to. Because in, in Christ, in his word, all things are held together. Everything has substance. Everything stands. Everything continues and remains in his word. So day on today, God is uttering speech to tell us the way we should maneuver, the way we should go. And now he's brought us to a place where he once again re-emphasizes emphatically the point that I raised you so that you could administer justice. So let's start this conversation tonight from Galatians chapter 3. What is the gospel? Again, the church as we've known, and I don't want you to feel bad about this. I just want you to grow up and mature and maybe take some sense from the things I say to you. The church that we've known has told you that if the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it's for you to shake. That's the greatest manifestation. And yet I still speak about a sister who shook her way out of the church. Still shaking, I heard. I thought the things that are not stable will be found shaken. I will shake the world, the world he said. I will shake the nations again. And the only things that will stand are the things that cannot be shaken where did we get to why did we neglect God's word so long that we cannot even see the use of the Holy Spirit other than you know the God of the old church is a God that is a great gossip have you thought about it like the prophecies you hear <laughs> it's just gossip God is sitting down on one side saying your mom's mom did you know about her saying all kinds of things and you think if that's all that God is we might as well enjoy the life of sin because sin is fun we might as well live that kind of life because maybe you can gain more ground in the world because have you seen anyone from the church emerge to become anything people wearing the same jackets years ago I'm still emphasizing about these things because it it's terror it, it distresses me guys still wear the jacket that they used to sweat when playing the drums Aretha you know them right right that, oh, people are disturbing Aretha because she's crossed from death to life <laughs> <laughs> they are we, 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 they're still, the only thing God is good for and we can testify about them is that God's able to keep certain things, a jacket. But what's my whole point? I, I want us to look like PT did with us from Thursday to Sunday. He showed us 
the effect of the Holy Spirit, the life of the church, the live wire that makes you effective. He showed us from scripture what you can expect the workings or the indwelling of him to do through you. The Holy Spirit is so that you can proclaim justice to the nations. The Holy Spirit gives you a voice where there's no voice. The Holy Spirit gives you the boldness to speak where there's all kinds of cowardice. God gives you the ability to rise up for your neighbor and your community because he knows that that is right and just and you know the topic of justice you see the thing about it you must be bold because it's not widely accepted truth is hard to swallow but harder to give especially when you start to love the person in whom you're meant to administer truth the world will find it easier to succumb to what everyone is doing because there you will not be attacked but I want to say to you that that's not why you came to the church. God brought you to the church so that he can fill you with the spirit. And there, from that moment, you can begin to administer justice. But so that we don't go ahead of ourselves. So we are blessed to have leadership that knows the word. We're blessed to have a father who knows the word. He's not speaking what was passed to him, but speaking what was revealed to him. And we've seen that what works or what is synonymous with the endless wealth is the endless word. We just don't, the conversation in the nation never ceases. We're not busy trying to figure out when the world will end, when the church has not even yet started. How do you start looking at when the world will end? And the church till now, after everything Christ has done, they haven't started. The church has now become the free mental health center. Just bring the dumb. That I have to say it as free as that. Just bring the... I wish we had um, bass and uh, um, uh, uh, kick drum. Uh, is it a kick drum? Yeah. At that point, the dumb. We just want to bring the dumb into the house of God. People who socially could not become anything. Then it's like, God is like, yeah, crippled, come. The crippled in mind, come. So let's look back at the gospel because the gospel is not what your mom is doing to you. Here's the gospel. Let's read from verse 6. Galatians chapter 3, verse 6. Go on. So also Abraham believed God. Okay, I like this verse. So let's start from verse 1 actually. Go on. You foolish Galatians, mm. who has bewitched you? Who has bewitched you? You foolish church. <laughs> who has deceived you? Who has bewitched you? Go on. Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. You will think he's uniquely talking to the Galatians, but every word spoken was eternally spoken. It was for us. What God is trying to say to us or through the man, his apostle, Paul, was that before your very eyes, it's been made evident that one died for this to be. Jesus was clearly portrayed as crucified. Are you with me tonight? 
Jesus was clearly, when you see the, the, the rise of an educational system, you have to understand that everything that Christ represents, for that to stand, someone had to experience. But let me not go ahead of myself, but carry on reading, go on. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Go on. Are you so foolish? After beginnings by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Yeah. Have you experienced so much in vain? Have you experienced so much in vain? The church has experienced endless amount of fasting, endless hours of prayers. Where are the results of all these things? Where is the fruit that you so believed? Where is the God that you are calling on? We have heard them say, the God of Elijah, where is he? Where is this God that stands for you? Where is the God that shows that the church is the thing that people, that the world is meant to be following? Where is he? Have you experienced all this in vain? Have you given all in vain? But carry on reading, go on. If it, were, if it was really, if it really was in vain. Yeah. So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law? or by your believing what you heard. So let's start this tonight, go on. So also Abraham believed God. No matter what, when God wants to restore things in the church, he has to take you back to the beginning. You know, most people are impatient with the church system because they are so agitated, impatient. They want to succeed. But if God is going to be able to bring prosperity, which is his manifesto, which is his greatest desire. Remember that I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. I don't want you to ever forget. Think about, break that scripture down to you. If you walk into God's room and like some of you have, you have your to-do or your wish list. At the, at the top of the wish list of God is that you prosper. Now, when God, so you know the desire for you to become something, to dominate, to prosper, it's not foreign to God. It was actually put in you by God. But for you to prosper, you cannot assume that all the years of disobedience, ignorance to his word, and the taking up of a foreign culture, not powerful enough to bring you to the things that you so desire. It will have to, when you come to God, he will have to, listen to me, take you back to the beginning to set you on high. So we have to go back to Abraham. So also, so also Abraham believed God. And what will happen as a result of this? And it was credited to him as righteousness. Let's not forget this scripture because this is my point. He says it was credited to him as righteousness. What, how did that come about? He believed first. He believed God. He was not trying to end his life on works. You know, the people that has refused the word of God, the word of faith for years, that refused God's man, God's counsel, will eventually result to works. In their latter days, even the person that was lacking discipline will be forced into certain works. But it's not by works that you acquire. There are people that have gone through years of education and experience in all kinds of sectors of work. And yet we as young boys and girls, 
are legitimately earning more than what you earn in a year. How? We believed in something. So also, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. But we'll come back here, verse 7. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Uh huh. Scripture foresaw. Scripture foresaw. I love it. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. And what? And announced the gospel in advance to and Abraham. And because of what scripture could see, he announced the gospel in advance in order that you may have the advantage. Are you sure you're with me tonight? God actually, no, the Bible says scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. I want us to break this down and think about it. Abraham, who came first, Moses or Abraham? You have to pause and think, right? So you don't accidentally say that Moses is the father of Abraham. Abraham came first. <laughs> Sometimes I wish you can hear the comments in the studio. though. I want you to think about this. Who came first? Abraham. But who wrote the scriptures? Moses. Genesis, the first five books, the author of that scripture, the author of the Torah was not Abraham, though he came before. It was Moses. But the Bible says, but scripture foresaw. So scripture is not what you read. Scripture is a living word. I met, we met the living word. In every dispensation, you will not be without the word. You will come across the word or the word will come across you. And if you are daring enough to dare to believe in what is not common with what is unconventional, then you will begin to see a strange manifestation of lives. Again, in our community, it is very strange for black people to be prospering unless it's by ill-gotten means. And I heard passionately Pastor Toby speaking, saying that unfortunately because of the setup, the, the, the structure of this nation, they will make you believe that you're a criminal before you've done anything incriminating. Imagine banks just looking for this guy. They're just looking for some guy. I don't know the guy, but they're looking for some guy and I think he's a ghost or becoming one. They're looking for him, legitimately making money, gaining grounds. But because the system that exists did not make room for your prosperity. I've said this to you before. Did not make room, did not consider you in their prosperity plans. If you make ground, you are a criminal. And what they do, therefore, is make you think you're a criminal until your thinking turns to that of a criminal and you become at one. Because as a man thinks, so he is. But let's go back to the scripture. It says that scripture foresaw. So again, this is not the written word. The scripture, for those that are nationals, people that have grown in the family, they will know when Peter used to teach us, scripture is when the script came across the creature. Yeah? 
is where the word came across the man. So you must have come to a man who can foresee what God is trying to do and then sets you on the advantage by announcing what God will do beforehand. You know what's most interesting about this gospel? I've read this honestly. And because we have a completed book, I'm not listening properly. You know how you know you're not listening? You start to say things that wasn't said here. The Bible says, and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham that what? All nations will be blessed through you. Yeah. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham. He said to Abraham, the end, not the means to the end. What we've heard because of religion was the means to the end. So we start talking about Jesus. Forgive me if I offend you tonight. We start talking about what Jesus did. That was not the gospel. The gospel was the blessing of the nations. What will happen as a result of certain things. Are you sure you're understanding what I'm saying to you? He did not say that one day there will be a man who will sacrifice himself. Because that's not the talk to the nations. What he would say to Abraham, because in this world, God knows it. So don't deny yourself of it. In order to sometimes do something, God has to also incentivize things to you. He has to tell you, do you not know, Razim, what you are going to become? And he has to keep preaching that there's a land flowing with milk and honey until it's big and great enough to minimize or to make small the suffering that you have to go through in order to reach it. Paul took up this same practice in saying that I don't think you can compare the coming glory to your present sufferings. What was he doing? He kept preaching the end that would justify the means. He kept preaching where you were head, where all of this is heading to. So when Pastor Toby says to a black community, a person like me, who I don't think I'm that brilliant, I don't think I'm brilliant at all. He took me like he taught us dust and kept speaking the word that don't you know, Pastor Obi, that you are going to lead nations. Don't you know that God has given to you a whole new generation? Do you not know he has to keep speaking the things that he's going to do through a Diana and Diana must be able to incubate these words until it's bigger than anything she has to go through now because the means is only given to the disciple the person who chooses to believe and follows I think about a Peter a man told listen follow me and I'll make you the fisher or I'll make you a fisher of men right interesting he had to show him how to fish in other words he had to show him profit to relate what he wants to do that it will be profitable he didn't say come let me kill you because Peter would have ran away or killed him (laughs) 
we know later, Peter was someone that, as a fisherman, you, you always wonder. He's a fisherman, but he has a sword that he rolls with. But I'm just thinking, what? <laughs> ah. Peter must be sold a vision. We had to have been bruised, beaten, oppressed to the point that when someone comes to speak to us, the message of prosperity, the message of a better life, it must be so powerful that we're willing to go through anything to reach there. It must be so real. So the Bible says that scripture foresaw how God would justify even those whose ways has been classed as nothing but wrong. The Jews will later disdain the Gentiles because they are not for God. The way they live is not pleasing to God, but God's foreknowledge or the scripture's foreknowledge was able to tell men, beckoning with the hearts of men that I want to teach you something because the end of all this is the prosperity of everybody. And in case you're strange and you're thinking, is that possible? We saw the apostolic church. The apostolic church showed us the first community, even in scripture. The first community in all history. That among thousands, there was none needy. God was always heading towards this. But let's not go ahead of ourselves. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by what? By faith. By faith, don't forget that, yeah. And announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So go back to verse 6. Let's look at this. Go on. So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So what scripture started to show us was what resulted in Abraham believing God. There was a message he heard. A message of hope. He heard that, Abraham, I know right now you're suffering the inability to bear a child. But I want you to know that if you are to follow my counsel, not only would the, you will not even look at your struggle of one child, your children will be like, the, your descendants will be like the stars in the sky. What you were struggling to produce, you will have the abundance of if you hear the word. Peter, what you were struggling to toil for, what you were toiling for at all night, if you follow my counsel, I will make you with ease. Take in such great a harvest that you will need helpers. You will have to recruit men to bring it in for you. But the Bible says, so also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So this is where I want to start. I was asking God, based on this scripture, and I've said this to you before. We know that what's going to bless the world is not talk. Many people talk. Politicians speak. They talk. They say all kinds of things. But we fail to see what they promised. The world, because people cannot rise to the occasion are happily being duped by people who can speak queen, the Queen's English well. They say all kinds of things. And you're just like, yeah, yeah this guy's going to do it. And I'm thinking, 
man after man, you've realized they've not done it, but you're just so convinced that this man, they, they said it's Boris Johnson. Another guy will come with a great speech and saying he can do it too. He won't be able to do it. Something will slap his mouth. You, you, see, you see all these kind of things. Nothing happens. So, I want to know what happened with Abraham. Because what we want to discover is that when the Bible then said that through you, in you, Abraham, all the nations of the world or the earth, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I want to know how. Because what I do not know how, I cannot repeat. Do you understand that? What you don't know, the, the way... Remember what Christ said to Peter. Forgive me, I'm going to have to keep repeating this because it's simple, but I need you to hear it. And I know because it's simple, you probably won't hear it. Christ had to tell Peter, I'm not going to be here gathering you fish all the time. Because when I go, it will cease. What I'm going to teach you is the way to. So what we want to find in Abraham was how was he going to become the man in whom all the nations, all the families of the earth will be blessed. What does blessed mean? Empowered to prosper. How would it be? And then reading the scripture over and over again, and like I've said to you before, you realize God never said that Abraham, your duty will be preaching. It was the scripture's duty to preach. The invisible must find the visible. So what we know, when we look at our family, how does a helper's house grow from where they are to being extremely prosperous system? The only thing that creates the ruin of man is either a faulty system or the lack of it. What will prosper somebody is the system that they stumbled into. Doesn't matter the frame of the person. If someone knows how to trade, if they are enlightened on certain systems in trading, even though the floor for trading is available to every man, there will only be some who can prosper from it because of the system that they found. Last year, PT started to speak to us about patterns, saying that there are powers in patterns. What are you meant to look for? First, in the word. We were taught how to find patterns in the word because if we find patterns in the word, we will see the, these patterns in the world and be able, in quote, to take advantage of it. So Abraham, how would he bless the nations? There will be a system. Do you know what the system is called? Righteousness. Righteousness, your church, the old church taught us that righteousness is good behavior. No, righteousness is knowing how to administer justice. Doing that which is right and just. God said of Abraham, maybe Genesis 18, verse 18, he said, I can't hide certain things that will give Abraham the advantage. Abraham, because of the love he has for the son he wanted, Lot, he wanted to preserve 
his son, his son had left him. This is a father I'm talking about now. Lot is his nephew, but was also considered like his son. His son had left him. And God one day visits him and said, can I hide what I want to do from Abraham? For surely, read it for me if you're there. Then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Yeah. Abraham will surely become a great... He said, I can't hide it because Abraham will surely... It's inevitable because of the path that Abraham has followed. I was speaking to some people on the table today and I said, look, it's sure where we're going. Not because of your behavior, not because of what you've produced now, but the path you chose to follow, the counsel you chose to obey, that you chose to revert. These are the reasons why you will surely become a great and powerful nation. I know Abraham as it stands you have not produced your own but surely you will become a great nation well family you will become a great and powerful nation and all nations on earth will be blessed through him so God says I need to share with him a secret but look at what verse 19 says for I have chosen him so that he will direct his children why will he become a powerful and great nation. First of all, God chose him. What does the choosing of God look like? The kind of conversation you're privy to hear. PT said this to us the other day. I am privileged. Have you ever woken up one morning? Again, there's things I really want to say, but I don't have the power to say it, so I can't, so I'll keep it to myself. But don't you think, like when you look at the whole church scene, if I let me not do that but don't you feel special like don't you wake up and think you're very lucky I know in case you you think I'm here and I'm pastor because I'm a son of a pastor biologically I'm not I know me know my flaws and mistakes know the things that I've gone through there is no way that I should be doing what I'm doing now But what chooses us? Again, not your behavior, not your good behavior, not your bad behavior. It's the word that comes to you. Constantly throughout scripture, we see where it says, for the word of the Lord came to me. Where the word goes is where God has chosen. So he says, for I have chosen him so that what? He will direct his children. So that he will direct his children and his household after him. Everyone that will be found subjected to his governing, his culture, his household, everyone. Again, because of time and it's a Tuesday, I can't get into it. But his household, there were men bought as servants, slaves. But they will fall under the, the same culture of Abraham because of the household that they belong to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Biologically, they're not sons. But they fall under that same culture. Household speaks of culture. After him, to keep, he will teach, he will direct his children and all that fall under his culture. After him, to keep the way of the Lord by what? By doing what is right and just. By talking. All the church does is talk. No, they will know the way of the Lord. They will keep the word of, the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Go on. 
so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. So what was credited, Galatians again, what was credited? Righteousness. What is righteousness? A system. A system of justification. Have you seen constantly the scriptures saying to us that it's we we have taken and quote paraphrasing his righteousness. Our own system was not able to please God because it's not what God is looking for. Paul had arguments with men, wise men over and over again saying it is not by works that you are justified but the man that has fallen from grace will result to works. They will have to because they rejected the word. Why is it that Abraham's children, Israel in the wilderness, why did they not enter the rest of God? What they heard was not mixed with faith. They didn't believe what they heard, so they had to work for it. And they roamed the wilderness. They tried. They put sweat into it, their blood into it, their tears into it, and they could not attain all that God had promised and prepared for them because to enter for you to be credited with a system of righteousness, of justification, you will have to access it by faith. It's only by faith that it will be credited. It's only by faith it will be downloaded into your inner man. I started off saying that the scripture showed us that the way for us to know the mind of God is searching the heart. When you started to believe, believe the word of Pastor Toby or the word of Pastor Obi or any of the heads of families that speak the word of God to you, what God put in your heart, he credited to you a system by which the world will prosper. So we look at the life of Abraham. Abraham, what did you do? Because the Bible says he would direct his children and his household to keep the way of the Lord, not by the way they speak, but by what they do and by being just. By doing what is right. It's a doing. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? It's a doing. It's not a talking. We speak and speak and speak until the spirit of what we're saying overtakes us and makes us do. We spoke of the days when we would give like billionaires until we started giving as billionaires. We spoke into existence because we came to a Pastor Toby that showed us the power of the word. What we have today is not accrediting or testifying or attesting to our brilliance. It's attesting to a word that we put to work. A word that we chose and dared to believe. And so I speak to those listening to me today that if you can believe, it doesn't matter how small Wealth Castle looks today, you can take the whole of Belgium. Are you listening to me, Kingsley? You can take the whole of Belgium because of the word. So God looks at Abraham and we have to look at Abraham and we're trying to see what was it that he did. Now, we are not privy to know his preaching. We don't know the sermon of Abraham. But we know, I know this is not proper to say, but we know his many do's, his many actions. We know at one point he was so adamant to bring into manifestation God's word over his life so he took 
his wife's servant. Almost as if to help God perform what God promised. Again, in your own time, go and research. Go and read the scriptures. Paul fought governing authorities, including that which governed the church. He fought people. He fought the, the Jewish people of the time, saying to them, you do not acquire, and we read it today, you do not acquire the, the, the things that God has promised by works. It's promise. It's by faith you acquired that promise. So now we look at Abraham and again we're looking at his many dues. He wasn't told to take Lot and Co from his father's house into the land that God was taking him to. That the land that God was showing him. Yet he did that. That was not the due that blesses the nations. We saw he took the tri or he took his um, wife's servant and produced an Ishmael out of that. That was not the many do's. That was many do's, but that was not the do. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? That's not the action that will, or that's not the system that will bless the nations. Because you see, all of the things that I'm naming to you, including when he went to Egypt and lied about what his wife was. He said his wife was his sister. All of these things were all driven by the need, the desire of self-gratification. He wanted to pret protect him he didn't mind if he's if the woman he loved look at the abraham god i need you to see that it's not actually your behavior but the obedience you follow or that you carry out because he wanted to protect himself but didn't care if his wife is used in the palace by foreign men he was someone governed led by the counsel of god a man not led by the counsel of God you can only imagine what he can do and he was willing to offer Sarah to Egypt where they worship other gods imagine what they would have done with a Sarah I'm trying to say that is a terrible do but then we journeyed with him because he believed and we believe you think about your many do's your many actions that you would say discredits you but God's word is so powerful that in the many mistakes he's pulling you to the do the one obedience that will bless the nations the one system so we journeyed with Abraham to the Mount Moriah and there the system was revealed Genesis chapter 22 let's go there I wasn't planning to go there do you have time with me tonight yeah okay Genesis chapter 22. I'm looking for when he's about to sacrifice. Yeah, Abraham, go on. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering. This is far. I need it to when he was trying to sacrifice him. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. Go on. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, This is Abraham, still far. Verse 8. Abraham answered. Verse 9. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there. Verse 10. Then he reached out his hand. 11. And, I needed you guys to find this. I thought I asked for when Abraham was about to sacrifice. But it's fine. I'll help you to read. Verse 12. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he yeah. said. 
Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, yeah. your only son. Mm -hmm. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram. I love this. He saw a ram caught by his horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. What was God showing him? A system that justifies. Let me explain what I mean by that because you'll think I'm playing with words. So let me explain. Man separated themselves from God. I said to the family the other day, and I know that many of you may not have heard it, but I said to the family that the function of a son is he who is sent on a mission. Yeah? Along the way, the sons of God went into and married any daughter of men that they found. They chose and took up pleasure to the detriment or to the loss of the mission that God was trying to achieve. We see the son, Isaac, almost that everything about his life was just to speak mission. His mission was dying for the pleasure of his father. Now, look at this. When I say that it's a system of justification, we saw it in Genesis. Man sinned. God is, God is a father. He's a God, but he's also described as a judge. You see, when you go to a court, if there are accusations set against you, you cannot begin to cry and say, Judge, I am sorry. Please, I did not mean to murder the 23 people that I murdered. Imagine. You're not, it doesn't matter how passionate. I've watched videos. You shouldn't do what I do. But sometimes, I don't know why I do this. I watch World Star Hip Hop. You know, World Star Hip Hop is the only website that they permit to show you the murders of people. I don't understand this thing, you know. You will see live murders. This is not Hollywood. This is real people. Someone is mourning the loss of their family member. Another person is posting it on a website for others to see. But forget that. It, I've seen people in the videos that I've watched, so maybe I'm sinning in that sense, but God forgive me. I've seen videos of people fainting because they've heard what they've been sentenced with. Yeah? They, people have cried and tried to reach out to their parents who's watching crying. But you look at the judge and think, D do you not care? Because sometimes, you know, there's some people that their cry is like, it will touch you. you. Have you seen, okay, let me leave it. But there's some people's cry that if you're not careful, you'll be like, oh, you know what? I feel sorry for you. But the judge cannot move on sentiment. He moves on laws. So in Genesis, we found that when man declared their independence of God, the only way for it, for them to be reinstated, there must be a sacrifice. There in the Garden of Eden, God had to sacrifice a lamb, use the skin for the clothing of Adam and Eve who had now realized that they are naked. What do I want you to take from that? There was a system in place that God had for the retribution or the reconciliation of his people back to him. So what did God put in the heart of Abraham? When Abraham believed God, what was it that he credited to him? The system of righteousness. 
What is that system? If you want to turn away the wrath of God from a people, there must be a sacrifice. Are you sure you understand what I'm saying to you? So when I said to you, you know, for certain businesses, yeah, in the world, for them to thrive, the only way I can bet you, go and check your best movie star, um, anyone, for them to get to where they need to get to, they must mirror the likeness of that system, sacrifice. That is the system of justice. That's righteousness. That blood must be spilt for there to be retribution of sins. So the Bible says, carry on reading verse 14. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. Yeah. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Go on. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time. He had to speak again. Go on. And said, yeah. I swear by myself, declares the Lord, uh -huh. that because you have done this and have not withheld your son. Look, you God never responded to all of Abraham's former dues. His actions he couldn't care about. What will mean, what means most to God is if Abraham, if a wealth family, if you listening to me, can keep journeying with the counsel of God, irrespective of your flaws. If you can keep journeying with the counsel of God, it's going to eventually lead you to the do, the action that means most to God. And if you've journeyed with the word up to now, it means that you have the faith to carry out what he expects on that space, in that place. He says, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this, yeah. And have not withheld your son, yeah. your only son. Uh -huh. I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. And as, the sun, and as the sand on the seashore, uh -huh. your descendants will take possession of the cities. They will take hold of the cities. They will take hold of their enemies. Go on. And through your offspring, all nations he on earth. He preaches the gospel to him again. Because once has the Lord spoken, twice have I heard him say that all power belongs to him. What I'm trying to say to you is that God invites you like he's inviting you tonight. He invited Abraham and Abraham has now carried out what God expected. And he said, you see, now that you've done it, I give you the power. Power is in your sacrifice. So what makes us bolder in the way we speak? We know that we've laid down our lives. We know that the son, the image of the son is that in every dispensation, there must be be a system of God's justice system there must be a replication of God's justice system that if things go wrong he must find a man a woman who can lay down their lives for his cause to turn away the wrath of God from a community will need someone to rise up and say I will pay the price you will add to yourself not only your flaws, but the flaws of your community as if it was yours. You look at Pastor Toby grown and bred in Nigeria, but he takes up the flaws of this country like it was his. Years of being accused of things that we admittedly say that it was us that did. But if God is going to turn away his wrath 
and again reinstall his intention, his original intention that the scripture foresaw that all nations, not some, all will be empowered through an Abraham, through a system that I will convey to Abraham. If that will ever happen, it will have to be that Abraham will just say, he will just have to keep journeying with God. And as he keeps journeying with God, he will realize what God will do. I said to you the other day that what is just and right can be even a problem of itself. Because if you're growing from a certain culture, what is right in this culture may be drastically wrong in another. So God is looking for the man whose right and just acts will mirror what God will do. God was preaching to Abraham along the way that, look, if I wanted to reinstall and bless the nations, I will give my son. And Abraham did that. And so God gave him his own system by which he will bless the nations. Galatians 6 again. Galatians 3 verse 6. So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Yeah. Understand then, that those who have faith are children of Abraham. So he says to us now, so understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. So we have to look at faith. So let's go to Hebrews 11. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, yeah. Barak, Samson and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms. Did you see what happened? This is the hall of fame of faith. Go back to verse 32. He says, what more shall I say of a man called Gideon? I can tell you about Gideon. Gideon's story started as being a coward. When his nation was under the oppression of the oppression of their enemies, he hid and was trying to feed himself but the mercy of God who chooses the man not because of what he's done but out of his own divine mercy as he chose us as he's choosing you that's why you're hearing the word tonight he picked a coward Gideon he picked immoral men Samson David and he said look these were the men who through faith they conquered kingdoms are you hearing what I'm saying to you tonight? So what God is looking for is not your brilliance. He's not looking for your strength. He's not looking at what you know or don't know. If you have faith, you access a realm. I'm still speaking to you about justice. You access a realm through faith. It was by faith. Again, listen to me. It wasn't because David was a strong man that he conquered kingdoms. Let me say this to you. Everything that exists today, every kingdom, every governing body, everything that is powerful, ruling men today, God set it in front of you so that you know that it is to be challenged. We're not here to applause or applaud any function, any kingdom. We don't come to the United Kingdom and say, hey, it's beautiful here. It's not. United Kingdom, there, you see here, broad day robbery. I still can't understand how someone will sweat their own sweat, yeah, work their own work, and they can have up to forty percent in tax. 
and you tell me that's not robbery. How do you know if something is robbery? Something's taken, to, taken from you without your permission. So someone will get their pay slip. And before they can handle the money and say, okay, I want to give to this queen we talk about, yeah? They will say, mm, we've taken it out already. Robbery, that's robbery. If someone takes what you didn't say, they can take. What's that robbery? They like robbery. We are seeing these kingdoms and God is saying, go out and conquer them. Why should you go out and conquer them? Because you see the setup of this kingdom it does not mirror mine. Under my kingdom, all men will prosper. For I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper as your soul prospers. He goes on to also say that in you, I be, all the nations of the world, of the world, of the earth shall be blessed. So what is God's intention? That man may prosper. We saw it happen in his church. There, there will be nobody that will be lacking. If there's any a time that there's a, like you can even smell or perceive people being um, experiencing any form of injustice, God will raise men. The apostles will say, pick seven men among you. And you see, even in that, these men will also be men of exploits. So we have to ask ourselves the question, why is God sending us out to conquer? Because we have been put in a position where we can actually see the floor of this kingdom. Again, if you're not brilliant enough to recognize the floor of the system, let's say in the United Kingdom, hear me tonight. The kingdom of God is better than this one because there will not be people struggling financially if it was God governing this country. And don't say, you know, people say, you see in the, well, in the American dollar bill, you see uh, in God we trust. It's clearly you don't trust in God. Why are you writing these things? Do you know why they're writing it? To, to deceive you. Do you know who they trust? Themselves. And their friends that they have in places of power. You think I just said that for no reason, right? What shall I say? What more shall I say about these men? Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, and David and Samuel and the prophets. What did they do? Who through faith conquered kingdoms. They conquered kingdom through faith. I'm going to go back to what I said. They conquered kingdom through faith. We heard the word because it's only through the word that faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. It had to specify the means for which faith comes in a person. How did Abraham respond? God started preaching. And Abraham heard the preaching and the preaching was so good that he just said, you know what? I believe you. You know, sometimes we don't sit down and think. Abraham's body was dead and he had already considered his body dead. But the preaching was so convicting that he believed the word of an invisible person more than the state of his body. You will not prosper until you believe God's word more than your behavior, your goods or bads. 
People are struggling to see the effectual power of God being wrought through their life because they still rely on their own strength. And God says it's not by strength that a man will strive. It's not. It's the word you are hearing. If you fell in this life, it's also the words you are hearing or the words you are not hearing. Now, these men had the word spoken to them. Gideon was in a place where he was by himself when the word came to him. David was in the backside by himself when the word would come to him. Samuel was the only one before the altar, before the candle that was about to go out. When he heard the word, he was by himself. What's unique about these men? They were raised in obscurity. There, the word of God visited them. Sometimes God pulls you out of the common to a place where you're by yourself so that the word can come to you clearly. If you respond, the power to take kingdoms will be given to you. So if I'm here trying to take or redefine the whole trading world and I'm struggling to do so, look, you keep fighting. How do you keep fighting? By sweating? No. You put a greater demand on the word because the faith to conquer kingdoms only comes from the word. By faith, these men conquered kingdom. When they conquered kingdoms, what happened? Go on. Administered justice. They conquered kingdom in order to administer justice. They will let the people know the things that they should do. What is right and just. Because only through that will they see the prosperity or the hand of God in their midst. So we came together and we can have from all the leaders in the house speaking to those in their families and we say look this is the culture of the house if you can hear this that's administering justice you know you you know let me actually say this you want to prosper i'm speaking to world family now it's not in your ability to just recite what pastor obi is saying or what pastor toby is saying or any of your leaders it's your ability to do so when, when I hear of certain things, for me, I want to respond angrily sometimes. But I also know it's not by strength of mine that people will get it. So what would I do? I would intensify the word and look for ways to make it clearer that the only way God's hand will be on you is if you know how to treat one another. Is if you know how to react, how to behave, how you, you God wants to see. Um, I don't want to go ahead of myself, but God speaks to us in our houses and he says, This is the way we behave. When I say things like, you know, in the world, the culture of men giving themselves over to anyone or women giving themselves to anyone is widely accepted, but not in this culture. When we say that you must love and esteem one another higher than yourself, that's not Pastor Obi's opinion. That's what the word says. So I'm careful about those who don't know how to uplift their neighbor. I can think something is not good, but I'm not going to make that person a point of mockery. And yes, we have banter, but you must have a spirit in your heart that's able to say to you now, this is enough. 
again, I can say whatever I want to say, but you see, what will prosper us is how we take the word and manifest, practicalize these words. You prove by practice, not by talk. So I can hand the, um, the, um, the microphone to an Elohim and he probably, probably will say what I'm saying or be able to articulate what I'm saying better than some of his other brothers or sisters, but it's not by that he will be judged. It's how he takes the things. When I'm saying, as a leader, you have to be able to carry everyone along. You must know what you can and cannot say. But you see, the thing is, the issue is, if a nation, if a nation prospers, if a nation can rejoice, the Bible says it will be due to their type of leadership. Proverbs 29. Let's just look through some things before I get to my point tonight. Because we're speaking about justice. I read this to you on Saturday. Go on. Verse 1. Whoever remains. Whoever remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Yeah. When the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked, when the wicked rule, the people groan. When the wicked rule, the people groan. So, you know, how do we enroll to the school of administering justice? How do we, or how are we positioned to be accredited or to be credited with righteousness, the system of God that prospers people, that turns away wrath. I want you, if you're a student of the Bible, there are many references of God saying that I will come as a consuming fire. It's one of the worst manifestations of God in Scripture. That he will come and consume. It's one of the worst manifestations. But you see, physically, have you ever seen fire come and consume places? The only place we see is the jungle. Are you telling me that God is upset with the jungle? You know, every year somewhere, um, fire just arises. And, uh, in... No, God's not angry with animals. So what is the consuming fire? He consumes the wealth of a person. Whenever, check scripture, whenever he talks about consuming fire, he's talking about the consummation of people's wealth, what makes them. Now, if a nation is thriving, rejoicing, it's because the righteous are in power. God's system is what governs. If the nation is groaning, they're in all kinds of discontentment, distress, they're in all kinds of debt, is as a result of the rulership of that people I thank God and again these are my ways of getting you geared up towards hope 2022 and I'll tell you how but this is how I want to say things I'm thankful because we have a pastor Toby and he's taught me personally if in your family he's given me leadership over the wealth family the COD family yeah if the people there are groaning, it will be as a result of your leadership. We were taught to take responsibility. 
What's the greatest fight going on in the parliament now? One party saying Boris Johnson is failing to take responsibility for his defiance of the law. A man that occupies a position must never put themselves above the law. Where did that come from? The word. God as the greatest government. God is the government. The greatest power that ever has existed and will ever exist. He also said of himself that he has magnified the word, the law above himself. So how do you remain in the seat of power? You understand the law and you live by it. The problem of the world, if we see the world growing in chaos, the Bible, find me the scripture where it says where there's all kinds of envy, um, jealousy, or however, or strife, there you'll find all kinds of chaos. If you're to read it in different translations, you will see ruin, chaos, all kinds of evil. So if we see that in London City, it's just God and creation trying to tell sons that is as a result of who's leading. The problem with the world is that they've never been taught to take responsibility. When Adam sinned, he points at Eve. When Eve sinned, she points at the serpent. It goes as far as they will never hold accountable a human being. They will find something else. They'll say it's the way I grew up in. They'll say, oh, it's because of what? It's you. We are privileged to have leadership that says, if things are not going well, it's you. Now, is that eternal damnation? No. We are taught that so that we know how to respond. How to change it. So, what was the scripture that I said you should read? Read it for me. James 3, 16. Yeah, go on. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Now, look at this. So, those put in places of leadership. I, look, I'm, I'm happy when news come to me. You know, now I find myself, I tell people that on a daily basis, I'm having expenses of the thousands. And uh, I, anytime I dare what the... the, the uh, the ancestral curse of my father, my, my, my biological dad, when he wants to come and say complain, the, the spirit of Pastor Toby just slaps the mouth and says, oh, if you didn't have it, would it come to your, to your table? Think about it. When, at home, have you ever seen a bill? Don't say 300 pounds a bill. 300 pounds for us is gym membership. <laughs> I know your gym membership is $9.99, isn't it? <laughs> I've got a family bundle. Children have access. They've got their gym card. The word is sweet, isn't it? Like, what the word can do to you. Rick, see, remember where we came from? What was that chicken and chip shop we used to bang out in? You know, a food that has been baptized in oil and sauce that leaks why would people have you realized people of poverty die more because of their diet because they don't have the money to deal with things am i um boasting no i'm actually trying to say to you there is nothing outside the word that can can propose or bring to you your prosperity remember i have not completed that scripture it says he wished that you would prosper and be in good health it's all in the word so for where you have envy and selfish ambition, so leadership, when we look at the sole type of leadership, he became selfish. He was a man that 
imagine in his nation there was at least 400 men that were disgruntled discontented in debt in all kinds of distress and there's a saw that had chariots for days it's like it's like pastor obi now everyone everyone in world family don't even have a bicycle but i have every car convoy for myself they are this they are distressed because of the leader where there's selfish ambition where there's the envy of being like a nation that you think is prospering there in your camp you'll find all kinds of disorder and every every evil practice so what is God then looking for he's trying to enroll people into the school of administering justice and what is that school the shepherd's tent God cannot expect a Boris Johnson to know how to lead the world because it's only in the shepherd's tent that you are you are brought to a place where you will cultivate or where God can cultivate a heart in you that knows how to shepherd you know one day Saul's management of his army could not dethrone a giant that was mocking their God Saul was head and shoulders taller than everybody else he had he had become skillful in battle he had all i heard the word yesterday is a regalia i was like hey that's such a old nigerian way of saying (laughs) some stuff regalia is that the word regalia you know it's like when you look at pastor toby and what he's evolved into you'll be shocked i had the privilege of watching one old video of pt yesterday but he had everything but we saw that it's not resources that will give you victory maybe i'll show you some scriptures first samuel 17 40 i'm gonna round up with this because my point is i'm getting to my point yeah now the philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at soko in judah read from verse 40 Then he took his staff in his hand. This is talking about David. Yeah. Chose five smooth stones from the stream. Did you see how he was going to bring about the victory of Israel? When men fought, you would need spears and swords because that's what's widely accepted. That's what they've seen bring their victory before. David bought what he learned in the position of a shepherd. The only thing he took with him was a staff. What are you going to do with a giant with a staff? He chose five smooth stones from the stream and what? Put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag. I want you to think about that scripture. What is going to give you victory in the world that the world cannot bring for themselves, you're going to have to draw it from a shepherd's bag. It will be what you learnt in shepherding that will bring about the victory of the nations in you, David. All the nations shall be blessed. It will be what I learn. I will, one day, a bearer will go to the music industry and there will be a problem that she needs to resolve. And it's not going to be what saw, what the music industry tried to dress her with. 
it will be that she will remember SoundClouds in the shepherd's bag. She will draw whatever will bring victory from there. That's the only way. Where do you learn how to treat or administer justice? God, and I can't take you because of time now. God constantly spoke that he would judge between the lean sheep and the fat sheep. He was teaching these men how to administer justice in obscurity with the flock given to them. How do you prepare for nations? Nations were always meant to be led by shepherds. Only shepherds can administer justice. If you are a woman, you will not be able to administer justice. If you are a man, you will not be able to administer justice. It's only if you are a shepherd. Because if you are a man, if anything challenges your pride, you will speak out of the challenge of your pride. If your woman is, if someone has offended you, you will speak out of your womanhood. But if you're a shepherd, there will be things that will challenge your flock where you know that the system you must activate is called righteousness. Do you understand what that means? You will lay yourself before the lion for the saving of that sheep. You're not a man governed by your own. Oh God. You're not a man governed by your self-gratification. You're not looking for when you'll be rich. People know that money comes into a pastor Obi's hand. Do you know why? Do you know how many years ago I heard the counsel of God that you're not allowed to spend on yourself? If you know the amount of things I spend on people, it's not just talking, we give. We sacrifice, we give time. All the leaders here, this is the reason why we prosper because it's only in the shepherd's tent that you will learn how to administer justice. It's there you'll be able to say, no, this is not right because people think just, justice means good. No, you'll be able to say, this is wrong. I don't care if you're Pastor Elihim, this is wrong. And what would you do? You will save him and yourself because the blood of what you have not corrected will fall on you. Where do we learn how to administer justice? So people, uh, go to Psalm 78. Let me just start rounding this up. People will only be able to know how to effectively and consistently lead a house or a nation if they were taken into a shepherd's tent. Only there can you have a heart cultivated as a shepherd. God spoke of David and of David he said he would do all that I asked him to do. It says I found a man after my heart and you will have to ask yourself the question like I asked myself this, this um, afternoon. What situation happened? Where? How did David have a heart that is like God? Then you realize God says I am the good shepherd. I am the great shepherd. So how does God give you his heart? He puts you in his own perspective. He puts you in his own shoes. He teaches a basola how to lead a Birmingham revival. And from there, the goal was not to end with Birmingham revival. How? That's where the church is stuck at. They cannot learn. They don't know how to administer justice there. A pastor can just be pissed off one day and start prophesying doom to somebody. How the hell? One day, no, let me leave that. They've done us wrong, you know. You're just angry with someone and you prophesy doom. How? Doom, you know. I'm talking real doom, telling you, look, 
God, there's an angel of death after you. How? How do you say that to a young kid? How? We are taught that a bruised reed you will not break. This one is not breaking, it's shattering. God takes us into the house. So I, look, I didn't care. Honestly, I didn't care about people the way I do now. I didn't know anything about politics. I didn't know anything about anything. It was one day God chose me. How did he choose me? I heard the word of scripture, Pastor Toby. I heard the living word. And as I heard the word, all of a sudden I believed. And it was credited to me a system called righteousness. As long as I follow, I would then discover along the way the means to the end called prosperity. As I followed, we learned giving. And we learned different realms of giving. As we followed, we learned the word. We learned not, not gibberish, not what was passed um, down as Chinese whispers or as fables. We learned the word by following. We kept following. And all of a sudden, God shows only to the disciples that in order for you to be a disciple of me, you must be able to leave. You must be able to leave mother. They started to tell, Christ started to tell the disciples, those who had made up the decision to follow this counsel. He started to tell them, this is what you must do to see the end of the prosperity of all nations. So God actually looks and he says, it's the shepherd tent I need to take you. There you will learn. There you will learn how, look, it's inevitable. If you're under a real shepherd, you will learn how to not be greedy. We came in greedy, not knowing we're greedy. But we learned how to sacrifice. In fact, not only learned, we were inspired. It became, it became something that you're inspired to do. You're looking for opportunities to kill yourself more. We've been given the money we handle, the exposure we have. All of these things is already greater than the community we came out from. But we're still killing ourselves when we could settle. Because we know that the end goal, the intention of God is blessing the nations. Eventually, a house of prosperity will become a system that men and women can come and be blessed by. PT said it to us, it's not a problem blessing the world, but he can only do so if he finds his son. Until then, he cannot. Let's just round this up. Psalm 78. Read from verse 70. Go on. He chose David his servant and took him from the sheep. Are you ready? Or community, are you ready? So when God wanted to bring back a nation, prosper a nation, under the ministration, under the leadership of Saul, men, it became normal for men to be in debt, to be distressed, to be discontented. Nothing great was coming out of Israel. God had departed that leadership. Everything was going to chaos and ruins. It was becoming dark. But if God wants to raise, if God wants to appoint or prosper a nation, he appoints and raises it's not enough to be appointed. I don't want to be appointed. I want to be raised. Do you know what raising is? You go through the ranks. You're not just put in position. Saul didn't go through the ranks. He was just appointed. As for David, David was appointed and raised. Did you see the journey of Saul to the throne? He just went there. 
But David, he went through all kinds of injustice so he would not put his own people through injustice. He went through all kinds of unfairness so he would not put his people through unfairness. There was times we begged for five pounds so that we don't look at the person, we don't look down at the person. There were times we didn't have the clothes. We were mocked for what we were wearing so that we can inspire another generation saying, don't worry about how you look now, continuing what brought us where we got to. You're learning how to be a person that can minister, administer justice. The Bible says he chose David. He chose you, well, family, the city of David. Go on. He chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheep Where did he take him from? The sheep pen. When God wants to appoint new leadership that would administer justice, he will pull them from the sheep's pen. The sheep's pen is a place where men don't look. It's not attractive to the eyes. 17 years, the nation will refuse to see of Pastor Toby's efforts and toil and labor. They will refuse to see that. They will see one day and say all kinds of things. But, they, but God took that man from the sheep pen where men will not dare to look, where they couldn't care to look. Looking at Pastor Toby, when it's a webcam, he's speaking like he's speaking now. When it was webcam days, when it wasn't even church days, he's putting in the efforts. That's the kind of man I want to follow. We are learning how to lead nations just by observing. When I'm saying come to Hope 2022, what is God doing now? He's inviting you by means of the end, not the means. You don't understand. What you're going to come and see is at display hope dealers. At display, you're coming to see, yes, the drip of PT and the array of leadership. You're coming to see the, the, how grand the nation family is. It's an invitation to what you can become. And if you choose to believe, guess what? For those that consider or enter the role of, of, of um, discipleship, they will be made known. It's a secret. It will be given to them the system of righteousness, the system of justice. God will begin to show them how to now become what you're seeing but let's finish this scripture I want us to worship for a moment but go on he chose David his servant yeah. and took him from the sheep pens uh-huh. from tending the sheep from tending the sheep if you don't have in your story where you were tending you will not be able to lead and what is God's greatest concern his people he needs them to prosper but he needs you to tend and there'll be times that the sheep has not yet become accustomed to your voice there'll be times that you're busy speaking and they're not hearing but you must keep speaking because if you keep speaking eventually it will get to the place like Christ said the sheep know my voice meaning they become familiar with my voice they can see the effect of hearing what I'm saying you will learn how to treat different kinds of sheep I learned there was a time that I was trying to make every sheep the same but then from continuously posturing, I learned how to treat this type of sheep, that type of sheep. And you will see, without you sweating, you just see people able to make someone's annual salary in a day. From tending the sheep, he bought him to be the shepherd. 
Every kingly position, every governing position is a position for a shepherd. He brought him to be the shepherd of his people, Jacob, yeah? Of Israel, his inheritance. Uh-huh. And David shepherd, shepherded them with the integrity of heart. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart. He learnt the heart of a shepherd. With skillful hands, I need to end it like this. His skillful hands were not inherent skills. It wasn't that, oh, he was just good at something. Let me make it practical to my life. People come and have sessions with me, counseling sessions, and they always say, I feel better after speaking to you. How do you know that? Oh, you're so wise. And people are looking at me and I'm thinking, do you think it's really me? No, it's the inevitable result of shepherding. You eventually know how to administer wisdom justice you will know because there will be a point that someone's betrayed you and you need to learn how to take that with a good heart there will be a situation that you made a mistake and was corrected so that the next time you know how to do it David led the nation with the skill he learned in the shepherd's tent I want to welcome you to hope 2022 it will be the best opportunity, the life-changing opportunity for you. God is giving you an opportunity today. And what I've done is taken you in conversational style through the scriptures to see how we grew and what God's intention is. God actually wants you to prosper. I know you're struggling. And if you're struggling, it's not as a result of God. God is raising you so that you and let, let me tell you something a life of sacrifice does not mean you won't have you'll be blessed you are the blessed we're going to worship with Livingstone community and what I want you to do is if there's anybody even if it's your first time or your tenth time or however many times you want to enter what God has and what I'm projecting to you or what God showed the scripture or what the scripture was able to discern of God what God wants to do in the nations he wants to justify the Gentiles he wants to bless them I realize that it doesn't matter how great of a position someone has occupied it's still held back the Bible says of the creation that God reigns it in creation is eagerly waiting the manifestation of sons, those on a mission, those who understand that their position is to exhibit the system of righteousness, that they would die for a cause. Look, if God finds people like that, we, you're looking at football and you're thinking people are making the most money. It's limited. You're looking at lawyers of today and you're thinking they make money. It's limited. It will only be fully realized when God can find a son there. We didn't know how far a black person can prosper in the United Kingdom until God found his son, Pastor Toby. So tonight, across the whole world family, and our friends, our family, our guests that may be tuned in, listening to my voice tonight, I want to invite you to Hope 2022 in March. A thousand young people hearing the voice of the man of God sent to this dispensation and time and I want to assure you that your life you will never regret accepting the words of this man everything you see today we we look at it and we're thinking it's only been five years only and we can only imagine what will happen in 10 or in 20 
I want to say this to the family. We have entered a new time. I'm going to keep repeating it to you until you believe because I want you to know that Sharon, you will prosper in me. You will prosper Paula. You will prosper. You can come in weak. How do we conquer kingdoms? Faith. When we conquer kingdoms with faith, we dare learn. Oh, it's there we put to practice what we learned in the shepherd's tent. How to administer justice. You speak for those who cannot speak. You defend those who cannot defend themselves. You begin to install systems that will see. So I was with the law house yesterday and they were presenting to me the agenda, the things they want to do in terms of a law community and a law franchise. And I said, that's justice. The fact that you have prospered and you now want to give back to your community, that's justice because there's nothing in place looking to empower people at grassroots level. You are the people doing that. So as we worship with Livingstone community, I want you to enter this council, enter this core, and you will see that God will begin to put in your heart, will begin to minister to everyone that believes the system to prosper the nations. I want to give it over to Livingstone community. Go on, worship. Just go straight for it.